Welcome to another edition of Logan Regional Medical Center and you, right here on WVOW. Well, we uh, had a, a, a pretty decent discussion this morning on what's your opinion about schools and, and icy roads and things like that. And I anticipate we're going to have an even better conversation here on Logan Regional Medical Center and you. We're going to be joined momentarily by uh, Logan Regional Medical Center uh, emergency room physician, Dr. Lonnie Berry. And we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be talking about, obviously, many different uh, health issues going on right now, including COVID. And uh, we're going to talk about different things you need to know about if you're visiting Logan Regional Medical Center. And we're also, and we're going to see where the discussion goes from there. But let's start off with uh, Logan County Health Department has reported in the last two days, on Tuesday and Wednesday, each day, more than 100 new infections of coronavirus. That's 133 cases reported Wednesday, 105 reported on Tuesday. Since the beginning of the year, at my count, we're at 1,062 new infections of coronavirus reported by the health department. And, and currently, right now in Logan County, our active cases, well, they're up there, 548 cases of COVID-19, 14 people from Logan County hospitalized and statewide this surge of COVID-19 that we're in right now, we have active, active cases statewide, 15,906. So we're just setting the scene here as we're talking about this current surge of the coronavirus, not just in Logan County, but statewide, nationwide, and across the planet. I'm gonna bring in right now our guest, Dr. Lonnie Berry from Logan Regional Medical Center. Good morning, Dr. Berry. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing reasonably well here for a, a, a blustery, cool day today, and I hope you're doing the same up there. Doing great. Thanks. So, you know, you, you heard me go through the numbers here on COVID-19. What's it looking like up there on the front lines with you? Well, we feel it, uh, to um, be honest with mm -hmm. you. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to believe we're still talking about this this far out, but um, it is reality. And so it, it has put a huge strain on, on the hospital and on the emergency departments and uh, on, on everything, really. Um, but we see it mostly in the way the hospital is struggling, you know, to function in some aspects. You know, and mostly that struggle is with beds and uh, bed availability and staffing and things of that nature. But we definitely do feel the numbers. Uh, it's it's for certain about that um, but you know we continue to to try to do what's best for our patients continue to try to change our policies as the surges come and go um, in terms of masking and then the changes in masking policies and uh, visitation policies and such but uh, you know just keep doing the best we can we have a very resilient crew here especially in the emergency department that I work with and uh, you know just keep on you know, and, and recently, and I guess it was a week ago now, Logan Regional Medical Center has updated their mask policy. Uh, you have to have a mask on when you come into Logan Regional. That's been in effect for, I'm not sure how long right now. It's been long enough that I can't remember how long it's been in. Uh, but Logan Regional Medical Center updated that policy a week ago now uh, to say that you, uh, coming in, you must wear a mask, but you must now have on a surgical or a N95, KN95 mask uh, these cloth homemade masks, it, it may be true, 
that a mask is better than no mask. But at this point, when you're going into the hospital, you need to have these more sophisticated masks in order to uh, prevent the spread of this virus. Uh, can you elaborate more on that for us? Right. Yeah. So there is some some studies out now that just show that the cloth masks just aren't as effective mm-hmm. uh, as the uh, N95 or surgical mask. And so that policy was put in place as those studies became available. Um, and again, it's, it's not to make it harder on anybody. It's really just to protect everybody is the goal. Um, and, and the same with the, with the visitation policy. But, you know, <clears throat> I feel like those cloth masks, uh, sort of was skeptical about those from the beginning as the, as you continue to wear them and they get wet from breath and condensation and mm-hmm. things like that. You know, you just kind of was always a concern. And then those studies came out to confirm that they truly are not as effective and so the definitely the surgical mask and the N95 are are better. Um, but again, I think from my standpoint and from what I've seen on the front line, the most effective thing that you can do is vaccinate and and mm. get your booster. And that's that's what I would encourage people to do. We're going on a week here. I got my booster. Uh, they didn't give me a lollipop after I got my booster, but I got the booster anyway. I knew that I wasn't getting the sucker or the end. Uh, you know, obviously, and I agree with you too, the, the, the best prevention right now is getting your shots, uh, getting your booster if you're available for that right now, and, and wearing a mask and still adhering to these uh, guidelines and policies that have been in place all, almost two years now. We're talking about the uh, keeping your, your social distance away from other people, especially people that are not in your immediate household. Uh, you know, wearing your mask when you're uh, well, avoiding large crowds, period. But if you're around a, a good number of people wearing that mask and now with this Omicron variant, we're looking at now, you know, we're going to have to make sure we have some uh, surgical masks in 95 masks, which now they're making those available more right. and more to people. And I know Logan Regional will provide you with these masks uh, when sure. you come into the hospital if you don't have one. Yeah, that's that's true. They're located at just about every entrance and uh if if you come in without a mask somebody will be quick to offer you one for certain um but you know i've had a lot of questions about people concerned about the the vaccine and and they're skeptical of it Uh, but i will say this i I personally and, and my colleagues here in the emergency department we have admitted now numerous patients with covid pneumonia and uh, COVID-related complications. But I'm not aware of any person admitted through our emergency department that's been admitted to the hospital for some type of reaction to the vaccine. Hmm. So the numbers really uh, are overwhelmingly supportive of the vaccine and the booster. We've had some people, uh, and I'll just be completely honest, we've had a few people that come into the the, apart- the department um, thinking that they've had some type of mild reaction to the vaccine, and that is possible, obviously, hmm. Uh, but as far as any major complications, no, we haven't had anybody that would that would be admitted. Uh, but like I said, hundreds and hundreds of people admitted because of COVID pneumonia um, and difficulty breathing and things like that. So overwhelming evidence uh, here locally, right here in our community, supporting vaccination. And also, too, with the uh, vaccinations, I know a lot of people who are skeptical about the vaccine, uh, they point to these breakthrough cases. And we've had, obviously, as time goes on, we've had more of them. With this Omicron variant, studies are saying that this Omicron is far more contagious, but right. less less lethal. And if you're vaccinated, 
you're having mild to, to, to hardly any symptoms if you do happen to have a breakthrough case. I know in my family, uh, we have several breakthrough cases right now. Uh, you know, symptoms are ranging anywhere from a runny nose to a slight cough, uh, whereas people that I know firsthand are not vaccinated have been hospitalized and have had a, a, a real battle with it. So obviously with the data we have and just here in Logan County, the vaccines are helping people. It may not in every case prevent infection, but it is preventing serious illness. Absolutely. And I've seen that so many times where mm. um, an elderly patient uh, would test positive for COVID oh and with all all rights, you know, they should be hospitalized and should be admitted and it should be much sicker than they are. And they're the ones at the most risk. Right. And then come to find out they do okay and it's because they had been vaccinated. Mm. And then you turn that around and flip the table and I've had people in their thirties who are unvaccinated require hospitalization. So definitely uh, you know, uh, walk a mile in our shoes here in the emergency department and, and you'll see exactly what what's going on. But definitely supportive of the vaccine. You know, and uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with uh, emergency room physician, Dr. Lonnie Berry from Logan Regional Medical Center. We're talking about COVID. Let's switch gears slightly. I've had a lot of people uh, for different reasons. I'm not going to uh, go into detail about why there have been these questions. Uh, but uh, a lot of times when we're talking about COVID, a lot of people want to talk about the flu. Uh, flu is still a very real thing. Uh, flu shots right now recommended for anybody uh, right now for this season coming up right now. So I want to ask you about flu. Have you had um, a lot of hospitalizations right now for flu on top of this COVID situation? So it's interesting with flu. So last year, last flu season, um, I personally and the providers that I talked to, I don't think we had one flu case at all. Oh, and oh my. I, but last year's reduction in flu cases were because of all of the COVID restrictions of distancing and masking and, and everybody was, you know, washing their hands more. Now, I will tell you that this year we have had a couple of cases of influenza that were positive in the emergency department. None of those were severe enough to be hospitalized as far as I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Um but I, we have had a little bit of an uptick in those influenza cases. And I wonder if it's because we've not kind of let our guard down a little bit. I think uh, probably you're probably right on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously with flu, uh, you're going to have similar symptoms to COVID. People come in to get checked for COVID. They come back negative. You're still going to treat uh, whatever it is that they, uh, whatever crud it is that they have at the moment, you're going to have to treat that. So it's it's good to hear that. Uh, the cases were down last year because of the COVID protocols, uh, more than likely. And, and now they are up, but they're still not in anywhere near where uh, COVID is right now, correct? No, no. Much more COVID positives than flu positives right now. All right. And uh, again, we're talking with Dr. Lonnie Berry from Logan Regional Medical Center's emergency room. You know, it's, it's winter time. We've went through the COVID. We went through the flu. There's also just general mishaps and injuries and and things and illnesses that uh can befall anybody uh this winter season what have what have been some of those that you've seen uh more frequently here in the emergency room not maybe not just this year but uh, in general during the winter months 
Yeah, you know, that's one thing that people don't realize is we're still seeing all the usual problems that we always see on top of COVID. Um, and it is respiratory. Traditionally, this is respiratory season. So we're still seeing all those rhinoviruses, RSVs, uh, parainfluenza, all those same viruses, in addition to the, the stuff that comes along with this season. And uh, one of the things specifically on, on at days like today, you know, we see a lot of um, accidents, car accidents and things mm-hmm. where people trying to get to work and then doing, you know, whatever they're they're trying to do on slick roads. And so we would advise you to be cautious and try to, on days like this, you know, if you don't have to go anywhere, definitely stay home. But if you do, you know, use use some common sense and be, be cautious about that. And one of the things you may not think about is not necessarily car accidents, but just people slipping and falling. Mm. So we've seen a lot of elderly folks come in with broken bones. They've slipped on ice and fallen. So if you've got elderly people near you, you know, may want to check on them and may not be a bad idea to kind of sweep off their sidewalk if you have have time to do that um, because a lot of them are, are falling on this ice and things and it's causing causing injuries that may be preventable. So definitely that's uh, one of the common things we're seeing at this time of the year. We're also talking about with this, uh, this uh, first couple of storms, we've had that light, uh, fluffy, dry snow. Ain't much to it, really. But then you have this heavy, wet snow that we've been experiencing here with the last couple of storms. Uh, we had a, a term, and I heard one time, they called it heart attack snow. Because, you know, you go out here and you shovel this heavier, wet snow. Maybe yeah. a little bit stressful on some of our older folks out there. And I, and I understand that that's going to be something that a lot of people need to be aware of, especially as they're getting older. Absolutely. And so in terms of that, you know, that exertional type chest pain, that's the most concerning. So we see a lot of chest pain and, and, and similar symptoms in the in the ER here. But one of the things that's very concerning is if you're having exertional chest pain, meaning that you're doing some type of strain or physical activity, and while you're doing that, begin having chest discomfort. There's a lot of things that cause chest pain other than cardiac-related issues, mm-hmm. um, and we see that quite a bit, you know, uh, esophageal problems and stomach problems but that exertional chest pain is definitely uh, worth being evaluated for if you have that uh, wouldn't be a bad idea to to come in let us let us check you out for that for sure and on these exertional chest pains give us an idea of what what kind of the pain that the, the complaints are of this pain uh, generally well it's usually described by the patients as a heaviness um, usually in the center or the left side of the chest, and that discomfort can radiate into the left arm, into the jaw, neck area, um, can be associated with, with symptoms like being lightheaded or feel like you're going to pass out, nausea, shortness of breath, and those type things. So mm-hmm. if you experience those with exertion, that's a concern, and, and that needs to be evaluated quickly. Oh, my. Well, again, we're talking with Dr. Lonnie Berry from Logan Regional Medical Center, the uh, emergency room department over there. I'm sure you've seen it all and you've dealt with it all at some point. Uh, with the last few uh, seconds here we have in the program, I- anything else that we need to be aware of this flu, COVID, winter season? Let me just say this, uh, and, and I hope that this would get through to some people, but things have changed a lot um, in the ER because of the pandemic and because of staffing. And we've had to change our models, and we're not practicing in an ideal situation by any means. And so what to expect now when you come to the ER is that you're going to be triaged um, 
as quickly as possible. And based on that triage, we will determine a level of acuity, basically how sick you are, because beds are so tough to come by now. Most of the people getting beds in the ER are the people that's going to need admitted to the hospital. So don't be surprised. And we've had to change. We've basically put a dedicated a provider to the triage waiting room area so that if you come in for something less severe that may not need admitted, that you can be seen, you can have labs, you can have x-rays, we're even doing CT scans on people from the waiting room. So don't be surprised if your care doesn't come through the waiting room. And it's not because we're uh, not taking you as an important patient. We definitely are to the fact that we've changed how we practice. Uh, But we're seeing patients now on EMS carriers and in the waiting room because their their beds are so limited. So uh, just wanted to let people know that you're still going to get the same care. We're going to order the same test. We're going to look at you the same, but it may not be in the traditional ER room like you've come to know uh, in the past. So just want people to be aware of that. You know, we'll let you have the final word on that, Doctor. We appreciate you coming on for this edition of Logan Regional Medical Center. And you uh, definitely keep up the work up there again. For those of you who may be joining us just now, uh, Dr. Lonnie Berry, he's an emergency room physician with Logan Regional. He's been on, we've been talking about, uh, well, a little bit of everything uh, for this winter flu COVID season. So uh, everybody, you can listen back. If you've uh, missed the other parts of the program, you can listen back at WVLWradio.com. A very informative doctor. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, we will uh, talk to him later on down the road. And we thank him again for coming on. Uh, Aaron Stone here. It's 22 minutes past 10 o'clock. And uh, you've been listening to Logan Regional Medical Center and you. We're going to wrap things up now. We will be back with the Thornhill Auto Group Hymn and Gospel Time on your hometown station, WVOW. WVOW Logan. It's time for the 34th West Virginia Hunting and Fishing Show at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. January 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, come out and bring the family and browse more than 175 outfitters and vendors in the Grand Hall. Plus, marvel at the big bucks in the Whitetail Hall of Fame. Admission is $9 for adults, ages 6 to 12 a dollar, and under 6 get in free. Hours are noon to 9 on Friday, 9 to 9 Saturday, and 9 to 5 Sunday. That's January 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, the West Virginia Hunting and Fishing Show. We'll see you there. Fruth Pharmacy is offering curbside pickup. Simply call your local Fruth and ask to place a curbside order. A friendly Fruth associate will call you once your order is complete and let you know when you can come pick it up. Once you arrive, please call your store and their staff will bring your purchase to your car. Fruth Pharmacy wants you to stay happy and healthy. Please feel free to utilize their drive-thru, local delivery, and curbside pickup services at this time. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. Hymn and Gospel Time is brought to you by Thornhill Mitsubishi on Corridor G. Drive your ambition with Mitsubishi. Songs of love and praise. This is Hymn and Gospel Time on WVOW. Struggling with your doubts and fears 
still you wonder why It's okay to question You have the right But don't forget God knows your value And you are precious in His sight And there's never been one day that you weren't loved God's love for you Hidden in 